some things. And also, Sister Tammy was sick last week, and so we're good to see them. It's good to see everybody. And my aunt poked her head in here, and it's good to have her. She says, I'm going to see what you guys are doing. <laughs> it's good to have everybody. Oh, you're looking so good. Touch your neighbor and says, Pastor says, you're looking good. Now turn the other way. I am. I'm looking forward to this. I've looked forward to this for quite some time. Try getting him in there a little bit earlier, but he's busy. <laughs> Sister Tammy just got him busy. Uh, I know the Lord does too and uh, things like that. And so we appreciate them very much. They have found a place in our hearts. Now, they're not just working up there. I know they're working for the Lord, but they're part of us. Can I hear an amen, church? Can we give them a, a good NCF welcome? And I want them to come and glorify God and greet you. Now, you're going to have your wife say something too, right? I was going to do that, yeah, first. Okay. I was going to start with that, yes. Good morning and greetings from World Missionary Press. And um, as, as I've just been this morning, something's been going over in my heart. Um, God has called us by name. You have been called personally by God. He calls you by name, not as an individual. He called you by name. He called you by name. He's called you by name. He knows all about you, not, not this awful, horrible. He knows the intricate things of your heart's desires. He knows all about you, and he's called you by name. He's called you by name. And when you sit and meditate, the God of the universe who fills all in all has called, he knows about, he knows my name. He's called you for the kingdom for such a time as this. You are full of God. Every time I come, I tell you, you are full of God. Don't forget who you are. You are full of God. Focus on that. Embrace the Holy Spirit. You are full of God. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost is having fellowship on the inside of you. And when you choose to participate in what's going on, here we go. God is working all over the earth, and you're not just confined to here. You are joined to the Lord, and who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. You are joined to him. Oh, get you excited. You are not confined to here and into this body. And he's going to share some more stuff, but I just get so excited. I am joined to the God of the universe. It's not just little old me. I am joined to him. And so are you. You have been called by his name. So let's choose to participate. Not all this nest. Oh, this is, oh, I'm just me. No, you are joined to him. Let's choose to participate with what's going on in the heavens. Amen. Bless you. I love it. Yeah. And he's called us by his own name. Yeah. Hello, Mrs. Jesus. 
It doesn't get, it doesn't get any more beautiful than that. Because of him, you are altogether lovely. You may not always act like it, but you're still altogether lovely. We're coming into and, and more and more of an understanding of his finished work at the, at the cross, of who we are in him, and the spiritual reality that we are in Christ. Christ is in us, that we are seated in heavenly places in Christ, that we are his body, that we are his physical representatives in this earth. What a beautiful thing. It sounds so simple. It is. <laughs> it sounds so simple. When we receive the, the simplicity, you know, it, it wouldn't be good news if it was complicated because most of us wouldn't be able to figure it out. God has made things so simple for us in the in Christ realm and made him, made us one with the very one who is love, that there is nothing, there is absolutely nothing that I have to manufacture in and of myself. I am literally, that's how God sees it. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I, I live, yet not I. Christ lives in me. The life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Not my own faith, who loved me and gave himself for me. So everything that's been given to me, I just appropriate. I freely receive, and I'm able to freely give. God sees you as one with his Son. He does not see duality. And I was gonna, I'm just going to flow here a little bit. We'll talk about World Missionary Press, and that's good. But God doesn't, you know... He doesn't have to put Jesus goggles on to see you. Amen. Imagine going to your wife and saying, man, you, you know, you're, you're really ugly and wretched and no good and miserable and rotten. But, but I got my wonderful woman goggles on. <laughs> now you look 40 pounds lighter and 20 years younger and just, just wow. And, you know... Uh, you're miserable and horrid and wretched, but I tell you what, but these, these Jesus goggles make you look some kind of good. That's not what the word says. There's no mention of Jesus goggles, okay? Sometimes we make stuff up, okay? No, God, what God sees, God is bringing us to a revelation, bringing us to a place where we see exactly what he sees. John said, as he is, so are we corporately. Yes, every member, a joint of supply, so are we. When we get to heaven, no, well, you already went to heaven. You're seated in heavenly places in Christ. Amen. Rest of you just catch up one day. <laughs> As he is, so are we in this world, in this cosmos, amongst the government systems, amongst everything that's going on. Now, I got good news for you today. I'm going I'm to talk a little bit about what's happening in America, and we're going to get to a couple PowerPoint slides here. Let me tell you something awesome. Hey, the love in you, the obstructionist can't filibuster. Amen. Hey, amen. It's cool. Try and stop me. Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, the whole gang can't stop me from loving them. 
They can't stop me from seeing who God created them to be from before the foundation of the world, along with the mistaken identity that they're walking in. Oh, hallelujah. The homosexuals can't filibuster. You don't have a vote. I am elect of God. I am chosen of God and precious. I am a lively stone who looks to the rock from whence I have been hewn. Oh, hallelujah. And you don't have a vote. When God was, when Father, Son, and Holy Ghost were on the corner of nowhere before time began, he didn't ask you about me. <laughs> he, oh, that's freedom. That's freedom. Hallelujah. I'm not waiting on your approval. I'm not waiting on you to figure out which bathroom you belong in. Praise God, I can love you. I can speak peace into you. Praise God. I can call forth. Praise God. Who God created you to be. I can tell you about your worth. Doesn't matter how much you filibuster me. Praise God, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Oh, praise God. (laughs) Isn't he good? Now, let's, let's get a little bit. Let's talk a little bit today. I want to, like, what's that? That's ethnos, the Greek word ethnos. Jesus said, all authority. Did he say some? Did he say the Democrats and the Republicans had some of it? Did he say the devil had some of it? Only, the only place that they have authority is if you lend it to them. Authority, amen. Now, there's certain laws of the land and stuff, but there's the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that sets you free from the law of sin and death. Shoot, it sets you free from the law of gravity. That's what miracles are all about. Hallelujah. We are not bound to the laws of this planet. Praise God. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus sets us free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do because it was weak through the flesh, God sent his son in the likeness of sinful flesh. Amen. And overcame sin. Oh, hallelujah. In the flesh. Not just for us, but as us. Oh, hallelujah. We're co-crucified, co-buried, co-resurrected, co-ascended with Christ. This word here is ethnos. All authority has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore, because I'm giving it to you. Go ye therefore. So you're better off that I go away. I'm not, I'm not bound to one geographical location. I'm no longer beside you teaching you. I'm in you teaching you. (laughs) And you're in me while I'm teaching you. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. That's ethnos. That's what that word is, ethnos. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded. Greek word, enjoin myself to you to do through you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. 
ethnos. It means people groups. There's people groups all around us. You don't have to go to Africa. You don't have to get on a flight. Amen. God has sent the ethnos to us. And there's people groups all around us. And guess what? Right where you are within your sphere of influence, where God planted you, there's nobody better than you and the believers around you right now. Nobody's more anointed. Nobody's more ordained. Nobody's more elect or chosen. You're more elect and chosen than President Trump himself. Amen. Amen. Wow. You have more jurisdiction and authority within your sphere of influence in the circle that you're in right now that is ever expanding than the President of the United States has. Amen. Woo! Good news, too. There's no term limits. Ethnos. Okay. <laughs> what we do at World Missionary Press, we produce 48-page topical scripture booklets. Christocentric, point people straight to Jesus. Because even this young lady, she's got the Bible on her tablet and she don't know where to go. She's stuck in Leviticus somewhere. <laughs> she, she hasn't gotten past the types and shadows and a lot of things that she's heard, you know, from the religious realm. She's scared of God. She doesn't know that God loves her. And she just, she's in there in Genesis. She, I mean, she's ready to quit when, when, when Cain kills Abel. <laughs> Say, well, what's, what good is this? What's in it for me? But the thing about a topical scripture booklet is it points people straight to Jesus. And I want to talk about pointing straight, people straight to Jesus right here in the United States. Now, we talk a lot, and God is doing things all over the world, you know? But it's not enough for me just to come and talk to you about And it is happening. I mean, complete witchcraft schools being closed down and turned into churches in Brazil. Praise the Lord. Y yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in the head, witchy poo, whatever it was, figured out that all that psychic stuff was really a perversion of the prophetic. Yes. Hello. Amen. And caught a glimpse of who they, they really were in Christ. So there's transformations going on all over the world. And I love to hear those, about those Jesus encounters. But what I love is seeing things go on right here in the good old U.S. of A. too. Amen. Amen. You know? And uh, it's ethnos. God is doing something right here. And something that is so cool about my job is I never beg for money. One thing, when I pastored churches, you, you can ask my wife, one of the biggest faults I had was I would, I'd get so caught up in the Holy Ghost, in praise and worship and ready to minister the word, and we'd sometimes forget to take up an offering. <laughs> And people invariably, they'll be like, Pastor, you forgot to take the offering. Well, okay, that's all. Let's, let's, let's do it, you know. But uh, what I love is I never beg for money. I never, I never ask anybody for money. But what I get to do is I get to get on the phone. I get to talk to the Holy Ghost and research and, and, and say, Lord, where is the need the greatest amongst those who can afford gospel literature the least. And let me tell you, there's some powerful things happening right here in the United States. That is a, an Arabic uh, How to Know God scripture booklet. Right now, we have, there's a couple that's ministering very powerfully in Dearborn, Michigan. Muslims are coming to Jesus. Muslims are coming to nativity plays. 
Yes, these ladies are, Jehovah Sneaky is using especially women, because only women can really speak to women in those communities. These ladies are showing the unconditional love of the Lord Jesus Christ. One example that I'll give you is there's a... There's one lady who's a fashion designer, but because she wears the hijab and she's, they're all covered, she can't model her own clothes. Now, they're, they're all, you know, they're modest, but they're very nice. So these Christian women have agreed to be her models. So they model at fashion shows and in, the, in publications and everything. And so this woman's business has taken off because the Lord Jesus Christ in these Christian women, whew, have looked to these moms and just said, you're not my pet project. I really want to be your friend. And, it's, and I'm, not, it's not, I'm not trying to get you in an MLM scheme or, or nothing, okay? There's, there's no strings attached to this. But I love you and, 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 and I, I want to help you. And as a result, women are coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. People are being touched. People are being touched all over the United States by the love of God. And let me tell you something, it's a lot easier for a Muslim to sneak, for Jehovah Sneaky to give them a 48-page topical scripture book that points them straight to Jesus than for them to carry a big old Thompson chain or, or a Dakes, <laughs> you know, home in front of their husband and, and everything else. So God is up to something right here in these United States. And that's, that's, it's so powerful. That's a group of the Muslim ladies, if you, if you can see. Let me talk, let me just say pre-Christian ladies. <laughs> Christians who are wearing hijabs, and there are. And pre-Christian women gathered with these other women. I mean, how, you haven't seen that on CNN, have you? And I promise what I'm showing you right now is not fake news, it's good news. Okay? Right. Something else we, we've gotten, gotten hold of. Refugee ministries. Now, I'm all for, I'm all for, let's not get political with this, okay? I'm all for borders. I'm all for national security. But if they're here already, or they're coming, what better way for, for people not to get, I want them to get radicalized, get radicalized with who you really are in Christ. Amen. So they're right here. So there, there are refugee ministries. There are people who do not have any literature in their own language. Guess what? When they get hold of a scripture booklet, guess what? They're going to read it. Yeah. And so this is so powerful, and we have a huge refugee population. So this is such a wonderful thing, much less all the people from different lands that are, that are coming here. When I lived in Gwinnett County, Georgia, when Tammy and I lived there, they were predicting the United States to look like Gwinnett County in the year 2040 because there are no minorities. You talk about being able to go get good food, ethnic food of any sort, just all over the place. We lived in Little Korea. There were places you'd go, entire shopping centers, not a, not a bit of English signage whatsoever. And you could go and just, you know, minister the love of Jesus. I mean, African nations, the nations are here. The ethnos are here. The people groups are here. Let me tell you something. The Amish are a nation. Yes, they are. Yes, Hallelujah. There's all kind of people groups all around us. Human trafficking, so slavery was abolished 150 years ago. 
yet there are more slaves today than any time in history. One out of every six teenage runaways ends up in human trafficking, predominantly sex trafficking. We right now, we've teamed up with Grandma's House of Hope and several others in the United States ministering to trafficking victims. And the thing that broke my heart the most in California, 125-bed facility, I was talking to the sister, and do you know what type of literature she wanted the most that we produced? Coloring books. Because so many of these girls are like 12, 13, and 14 years old, have no idea, uh, have no concept of a father loving them much less a man dying on the cross for them and as them and loving them and wanting just so much for them to experience his embrace. Like, wow. Yet right here in America, somebody say God's good. God's good. It's not just, again, this, this is not just overseas where things are happening. Human trafficking has become the second most profitable industry after drug trafficking. And they're talking about, we're seeing it being cracked down on, but it was, it was fixing to surpass it because, because drugs you can only sell once. A human you can sell multiple times. And it's disgusting and it happens. It's happening in this nation. It's happening in very wealthy communities, in cul-de-sacs, in, in very affluent places, as, as well as, as, as in the slums. Now, this, this is something, it's happening right here in Indiana, right, right in Michigan, right in, in Michiana. It's happening. So there's, there needs to be an awareness, and we need to be able to touch these people with the gospel once they're rescued. Isn't God good? Praise God. There's a, there's a group that we're ministering with right now in Houston, in Austin, Texas, Redeem Ministries, where they, they, they help these women who are working in massage parlors that are fronts for brothels. They come from China. They've been promised jobs in the service industry or, or different other industries, reputable jobs. They get here. They're taken as slaves. They can't speak the language whatsoever. And we have ladies, they're going into these places because they can go into the front. And again, Jehovah Sneaky can slip that scripture booklet in Mandarin or simple Chinese to them. And it's the only Chinese literature that, that, that they may ever see while they're here in the United States. And meanwhile, these ladies are doing things to work with the police to, to get these women rescued. But it, it, things are happening all around us. And I just wanted to bring to light some things that, uh, that are happening domestically. And I think that's so important because sometimes the, I'm going to tell you what, I've been overseas and, and I'll tell you what, we could probably use some missionaries from over there to come over here. Okay? I went to, when I was in Kampala and Entebbe, Uganda, preached They'd have you preach, you preach five times a day. By the time I was done, I was like, and with their sounds, I would like literally whispering to the interpreter because that's all the voice I had left. And he was doing the preach. <laughs> but 
we were seeing, I mean, you talk about bona fide book of Acts, signs, wonders, miracles, uh, things happening just, just, just all over, just such a receptivity, you know, the Lord confirming his word with signs following. And I spoke with the pastors. I'm like, this is phenomenal. They were, they were like, yeah, but this isn't why we have you here. We have you here to teach us. This happens all the time. <laughs> They said, this is normal. Don't you know I had withdrawals when I went back to pastor my American church? <laughs> I was like, okay, this, this is normal. It was God's, you know, he has a sense of humor. You know, it's like, praise God. You know, you're here. You're here to teach us. We have you here. You know, the primary reason you're here is to teach us. Here we have Jesus and Peter. I want to talk about the word. The word of God is so powerful. The Holy Spirit is alive and well. Even sinners, you know, in, in, in him they live and move and have their being. Jesus upholds all things by the word of his power. The whole world, the chair you're sitting on would totally explode if Jesus wasn't, wasn't holding every molecule together. I'm not telling you that chair is God, but I'm telling you he upholds all things by the word of his power. Every cell, every atom, every proton, neutron, electron, you name it, okay? Megatron, jumbotron, every tron, okay? He holds, he holds it together. Praise God. But what people are, are waiting on is the word of God. The spirit of God is waiting for the catalyst of the word. The mirror, when people see the mirror of the word, they behold Jesus Christ and they behold themselves in his face. And they are changed from glory to glory into who they truly are in the mirror. Amen of Christ in the mirror of their identity. So what I love about the encounter in Matthew 16, and it begins with, with verse 13, but Jesus uh, asked the disciples, said, who, you heard this a million times, who do men say that I am? And then the disciples came out, they said, well, some John the Baptist, some Elijah, some Jeremiah or one of the prophets, Jesus says, well, let's break this down a little deeper. Let's get personal. Who do you say that I am? And Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And then in essence, if you want to use the Joe Chadburn paraphrase, and I'm not twisting anything here, but then Jesus goes along, basically he says, blessed are you, Simon, son of John. Flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you, but my father in heaven. And, and this is what happens when you have an encounter with the word. He said, now that the father's revealed me to you, I'm going to reveal you to you. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what the word does. He said, from this time forth, you shall be called, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. From this time forth, you will no longer be called, you're no longer going to be called Simon, but you are Peter. 
a rock. Guess what? Look to the rock from whence you are hewn. What's he doing? He's identifying himself with Peter. He's identifying Peter with himself. You're no longer going to be called Simon, which actually means hearing. (laughs) You're not just going to hear. I'm going to show you who you're going to be transformed into. I'm going to show you who I see. I'm going to show you prior to Pentecost what's fixing to happen at Pentecost. I know you're going to deny me, but I saw you from before the foundation of the world. Cuss away, boy, because I love you. (laughs) Deny me. It's okay, because in and of yourself, you're going to deny me. In and of your flesh, you cannot do it. But the good news is, I'm fixing to fill you with my spirit. Uh, You're fixing to be co-crucified, co-buried, co-resurrected, co-ascended with me. Woo! You're no longer going to be called Simon. You're not just going to hear something. You're no longer going to be window shopping. You're going to be looking in the mirror at who you are. Look to the rock, Peter, from whence you have been hewn. People need the word. People need the mirror of the word. Praise God. And when we can give people, you know, hundreds of Christocentric scriptures for under five cents a booklet. My God. Hallelujah. Pointing them to who they are. Upon this rock, I will build. Upon a revelation of who I am, of who the Father (laughs) has revealed to you that I am. Yes. Woo, and who I'm revealing, and, and upon the foundation of me revealing you to you, so upon the revelation of your identity in me, and that includes us, Amen. I will build my church, lively stones. I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Yes, Amen. Let's talk about gates just, just a little bit, Okay. A gate is normally something that keeps you out. I never did want to get in. (laughs) Amen. 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 What's he talking about? The gates of hell shall not prevail against you. Well, in old covenant times, where did the elders sit? In the gates. The wisdom of, and the word for hell there is Hades. Yes, I do believe in a literal hell, but let me break that word down. The gates, the wisdom of Hades. Hades, studied in the Greek, literally means to not see. The wisdom that tries to blind you from your true identity It makes you think that the Democrats or the Republicans or the Socialists or anybody else can filibuster what's going on. Anything that tries to mess with your identity, the identity of who I am and who you are because of me shall not prevail against the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say, as he is. So are we in this cosmos, in the midst of every system, 
Praise God. Well, we got to get our face. I don't care. Get your face out of CNN. Don't bury your head in the sand. Get it out of CNN. Get it out of Fox. Get your face in the mirror of God's word and know who you are. You're the apple of his eye. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Woo! You're the head and not the tail, the top and not the bottom. You're above only and not beneath. Amen. You are blessed to be a blessing. Hallelujah. You are one with the firstborn. You are anointed. You are the wife of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Isn't he good? (laughs) Praise God. Wow. Lord, we love you. We're his temple. We're his offspring. As honey said, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. We're in Christ. We're made of the same material. We're the chip off the eternal block. What drives the religious spirit, what drives the filibuster spirits nuts Just like when Jesus did it, I and my Father are one. And church, whether you're acting like it or not, there is the reality that if they've seen us walking in the reality of a revelation of our truest identity, they've seen the Father. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And they're better off that Jesus went away because now he's, he's not bound to a single body. He's not bound to six, <laughs> a six by three uh, area of geography. He's all over the earth and the people. We got to believe we're his body. We got to believe the body of Christ isn't just a, a, you know, a, a, a good head with a, with a chicken body running all over the place detached. All that filibuster and duality. Everything that tries to point to your behavior rather than your identity. Once you know your identity, behavior is automatically modified. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Sin is just for folks who don't realize how much fun it is to act like who you really are. Amen. Hello. (laughs) Praise God. Ain't he good? Hallelujah. Lord, you are so good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move forward here. I am having fun with y'all. So my last two, Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians, the rock that followed them in the wilderness was Christ. Remember what God told Moses to do with the rock the first time when they, when the children of Israel were thirsty? Smite the rock. Moses smote the rock. And I don't know how all that worked out, but there's a rock following him. <laughs> Moses smites this rock. All of a sudden, water comes out, rivers of living water for, for, the, for the people of God. Isn't that wonderful? Guess what that was a type and shadow of? Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. That rock that followed them was Christ. And then later on, they murmured. They complained because things weren't going. Whoo. We'll murmur and complain if we don't learn to speak to the rock. That's right. If we don't learn just to hear from the rock. Hallelujah. 
But what did Moses do? Moses got mad at him, basically called him rebels. He said, you, you know, you're complaining. So God told him, speak to the rock. And Moses just might say, not just once, but twice. And God says, Moses, you're not going to enter the land. You just broke, a, uh, you just broke an awesome type, son. So what happened there? Let me tell you something. Jesus was smitten once for all. Not because an angry God wanted just to kill all of us and see us fry in our own fat. Let me tell you something. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. If you've seen Jesus on the cross, you've seen the Father. Wow. God loved us so much that he, amen, no man lays, no man, you know, no man takes my life. I lay it down willingly. But he allowed the creature's wrath and anger. That's how much love he had. He let the hatred of humanity literally take his life on a cross. That was the father. And he said, you know what? And he took on death that we may receive glory. Somebody say hallelujah. I mean, what a, a beautiful picture here. Amen. Wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, always help me get my train of thought back. I love it. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Jesus was smitten once for all. What's the lesson here? Hallelujah. When something's not going right, Quit beating yourself up. You're a chip off the old block. Quit beating yourself up and speak to the rock. Speak to your truest identity. Let your truest identity speak to you. See yourself in the mirror of the word. Don't be a forgetful hearer, but go away and act like who you are. And believe it, it has nothing to do with your performance. It's just out of who you are. It's not, it's not out of doing, it's out of being. I don't have to do a thing to, for God to love me or accept me. I do everything because I, I know he has. Everything I do is out of love, out of acceptance. I'm not trying to attain, attain some identity. I already have that identity. I can rest in that identity. I can flow in that identity. I can have fun and not walk around looking so spiritually constipated in the midst of the filibusters and CNN and Fox and everything else that's going around me. Woo! Let me tell you something. The agenda that I'm hooked up with the agenda I'm one with yes. is greater than yes. every other agenda. Every other agenda that's being magnified. Yes. Wow. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Is right. I think what he's so good. He's so good. Look away, look away, look away. Wherefore, seeing we're also, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, compass to bat with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside the weight, the sin that so easily besets us. Run with patience the race set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Look away from every false identity. Every mistaken identity, look into, into the living Logos. Look into the one who is the word and see 
your reflection. It's like the Lion King. Remember, Simba looked into the, into the water, and who did he see? Mufasa. Like, ooh, say it again, Ed. <laughs> he saw Mufasa. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. You may look small, think you're small in your own eyes, but when you look into the perfect law of liberty, there's freedom to be you now. Now faith is. I said now faith is. I'm not hanging around. I'm not window shopping. I am mirror gazing. Hallelujah. Isn't he good? And I always pointed at the thing, but sometimes the device is somewhere else. But I, I don't know, just a man thing. Yeah, give me a clicker and I'm going to point it at the box with the light in it. Uh, <laughs> uh, you see this cute little girl? She, see that teddy bear? She's on the other side of the glass. She's window shopping. Everybody say window shopping. The devil have you window shopping all your life if you let him. The filibusters will, will have you. I just made a word. Filibusters will have you. <laughs> will have you window shopping all your life. Tradition and religion will have you window shopping for what's already within you. Oh wow. Oh wow. Oh, if I pray a little bit harder, then, then, you know, God's healing power will be in me and be able to flow through me. You don't earn anything by prayer. No. You just appropriate. You just come to a realization of who you are. You just get in the presence of the one who is healing. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> and then you're convinced that he's able. Amen. Not just that he's able, because it doesn't matter if he can just do it. He told you to do it. Praise God. He didn't tell us to try to do it. Even before Pentecost, you know, heal the sick, right? preach the gospel, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you've received, freely give. Why? Just because he said it. Amen. Now he's in us doing the work. It's no longer us, but Christ in us. The more we come to that realization and quit the religious striving. And I come from a strong legalistic Pentecostal background. Okay, where we earned everything, brother. We're coming up on the rough side of the mountain and doing our best to make it in. And you know, we've already been, you know, brought unto Mount Zion. We're already there. Doesn't take away pray prayer. It just takes away my mindset toward prayer. Not against fasting, but I tell you what, I fasted for thirty days straight with nothing but water, and didn't get much but hungry because <laughs> I did it from a wrong paradigm. I was trying to receive and become something I already had and was trying to earn something that only, that only comes by grace. Now, if I'd have spent that time just beholding myself in the, in the mirror of the word. Oh. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Let me tell you right now, I get so much more out of chilling with Jesus than I did straining. Amen. And I'm not against travail, but let it be the Holy Ghost travailing through you, not you trying to travail. Okay? There's some seasons where you're just going to be just so drunk in the Holy Spirit because you understand that God's, amen, that the new wine supersedes everything on earth. And, and Jesus is the, the life of the party. But let me tell you, you know, sometimes the way we're always waiting on a move of God when God's wanting us to look in the mirror of the word, 
recognize who we are and move, and then there's a move of God. We are the move. We are the move. Thank you. See, I, I, what gets me is we take certain things. Do you, do you really think that God wanted hundreds of years to go by without folks praying in the Holy Ghost, without folks speaking in tongues, that God just said they don't need it, but all of a sudden at Azusa Street, we're going to do that. We're always looking for something. Let me tell you something. William Seymour and that whole gang caught hold of what had been there the whole, the whole time. time. Hello. Amen. That's like, oh, we're waiting on a healing revival. Waiting on a, you know, this healing movement. Let me tell you something. Some, <laughs> somebody just got hold of a revelation who Jesus was and who they were in him and just had Holy Ghost guts enough to step out on the word and start laying hands on people, start speaking words of knowledge as he gave it to them. Then what happens sometimes is we turn it into, we start worshiping that person. Then we then, and then you see their imperfections. Anything God shows you, there ought to be like, it ought to be, a, you know, I mean, a, a voice like the sound of many waters saying, that's for you too. Amen. That's for you too. Not just, you know, uh, apostle know-it-all and bishop big shot. The whole body of Christ. Yeah, we all have our... Amen. You have a place, but no place is inferior in Christ. There's no greater title than a son or a daughter. But he doesn't want us. Too often, religion has us window shopping. Look how much she wants that bear. You know she can't afford that bear. Papa's going to have to come by and get her that bear. <laughs> Woo! But if she looked into a book of her life and she saw her papa, guess what? She'd see that bear in there too. Say, you know what? That bear's mine. <laughs> Hallelujah. And guess what? That glass is just a fake facade. I'm walking through it. I'm taking my bear. It's time we quit looking at the word like window shoppers and begin to see ourselves. Amen. For who we truly are. Amen. Too often we, we act schizophrenic. We have new covenant beliefs with an old covenant mindset. If I can jump up and down on the altar enough like the prophets of Baal, God will come down. He's already in you. And yeah, I believe, you know, there's so much. He, can, he, he wants to come out. <laughs> He's omnipresent. I mean, you have his inner presence, his surrounding presence, then there's his omnipresence that the universe can't contain. Woo! In the beginning, I believe, you know, I believe in the rain. I believe God does all kinds of stuff, but I believe his primary function, you look back at Genesis, what happened? The earth watered the earth. Out of our bellies flow rivers of living water. There was a mist that came up out of the earth that watered the earth. There was no rain, if I'm not mistaken, until the time of Noah, correct? Rain wasn't even God's original intention. It was for the earth that represents who? Us. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Praise God. And then we can be being filled. But I'm not begging for something from without. The fountain is within. Isn't that good news? Praise God. Ah, don't you just love him? I don't have to work up the fruit of the Spirit. Gifts, I don't have to work anything up. I can just be. 
I can just enjoy life. Man, I was so religiously miserable. I'll tell you what, I went through such a season at one point because I had tried so hard and was taught to try so hard. But when I learned to rest, tell you what, yeah. Tell you what, an hour in prayer will go by a lot faster when you're resting and enjoying and beholding. And if you're shouting, you're shouting not to stir something up. You're shouting because of something that's stirred up in you. <laughs> it's the shout of the Lord. It's a shout of it. It's all good, okay? But sometimes we misplace things and have the wrong paradigm, and we're trying to scream at the window, trying to get it to break so that we can have the promise on the other side of it. When everything is already ours, all the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus now. Isn't he good? Yes. Wow. Hallelujah. Lord, you're wonderful. There's a young lady beholding herself in the mirror of the word. And I encourage you to enjoy your Bible. Thank God you have a Bible. There's so many people who do not have the word of God. We're, there's so many unreached people. We're, we printed in 346 different languages, but I'm telling you there's more. And I thank God for churches like this that have us come. I thank you for your prayers. Uh, there, there's so much that's happening at World Missionary Press, and we just want to, you know, to be in touch with you, to be in contact with you. I thank God for, I can't, there's some churches I can't go and minister like this. <laughs> but Jehovah Sneaky still gets in because I build a bridge. I find out where they're at, and then we do our thing about the, from the in Christ realm. And then, you know, uh, yeah, but you got to, yeah, Jehovah Sneaky, you can't just throw people into ice water, you know, and, and, and go against leadership. But thank God for, I have fun in this house. Let's put it that way. I have a lot, a lot of fun in this house. Praise God. Yeah. That was a deep revelation, huh? You, probably, you, did, you hadn't figured that out. All right. Okay. She's wondering, well, how can I get involved <laughs> with bringing people the word? And y'all know this, but you pray. We send out prayer requests daily. We're also opening a, uh, a world prayer center. The first phase of that is complete. We have a, a prayer room where it's interactive. You'll see, and you can, if you, you, know, you can have the Lord lead you. You can go in there. You can find out the needs, things that are going on all over the world, and you can pray for what is happening, you know, through the ministries that are affiliated with World Missionary Press. We want your testimonies and, and prayers from, from your church to be there too. Uh, and if you want to bring groups, we can pray for the nations together. But this is this is very powerful. And Harold uh, Mack, our president, believed in that so much. He took uh, Tammy and I to every home for Christ in Colorado Springs. Everywhere you look, Pikes Peak was there. I just about didn't want to leave. It was, I mean, absolutely gorgeous. It was like 70 degrees the day that we left, and that was like in February. But And I had like been at the call, a prayer event with Lou Engel and different ones, but I, I didn't even know that they were, you know, linked up with this ministry. But they had a wonderful prayer center, and, uh, you know, Harold just wanted us to go and glean and see what materials they had and what they were doing, get some advice for them. So we're very, very serious about this world prayer center and people getting involved prayer is powerful and when you can and what you heard today if i can get more and more people because i'm jehovah sneaky he's got me leading this prayer thing too he's leading it but he's got me in it too so 
you know, we can come out of a finished works perspective and getting folks that, I mean, that are just working so hard, just resting and, and in the Holy Ghost. Wow. Praise God. Isn't he good? Amen. Prayer. Volunteer. You can come down, uh, you know, to the, to the press. Uh, volunteer. We don't need as many volunteers because our equipment uh, has gotten more efficient. However, volunteers are now going to be taking turns in the prayer room. So you can go be praying for the very booklets and the nations that the, and the people that are going to receive the booklets that, uh, that they're going to. So, yeah, prayer teams. So that's powerful. Also, you can get on our, uh, on our ambassador website. And basically, any information that I would bring to you when I come, you know, you can have, a member of your church can have access to that 24-7, and there's short videos, there's longer presentations, there's PowerPoints, and we can help you tailor it to, you know, to a women's group, a prayer group, however you, you know, you want to do and, uh, and get linked in, so, and, yeah, John 3.16, we give, that's, I love, it is Tim Tebow, but I, I just thought, yeah, everybody loves Tim Tebow, but. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he did what? He gave. So that's what I love, you know, about God's people who have a revelation of who they are anyhow. Because the giver lives in them, so it's their nature to give. I like, you don't have to twist my arm to give. I like to give. I, I, you know, praise God. How many of you love to rock a waitress's world with just a, a, a stupid tip? You know, I mean, stuff like that or just, you know, just stuff that, that you can do, you know, and you don't have to, you don't have to have, man, we got more than a million dollars. It's just, it's just, you know, just because it's laid up for us in heaven doesn't mean we can't withdraw on it all every day. <laughs> Praise God. I mean, it's better than in the bank account. I mean, I like it in the account. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that's, that's cool. But we have access, you know, we have access and there's, there's no shortage. So we thank God for giving and sharing, just, just, you know, sharing booklets. And, and I like, I, I'm not one who, you know, sometimes you just leave literature, but I'm not an advocate. I don't think the New Testament pattern is chicken evangelism. Here you go. God bless you. <laughs> you read that later, you know, and then meanwhile in the restaurant, you go back to, to the men's room and then you see that on the urinal. <laughs> How many times have we seen that? You know, and, and I'm not saying for everyone that's left on, let me tell you what, if there's a million of them that get left on the urinal, if one person comes to, to the saving knowledge of Jesus and sees the reflection of the mirror, then it is, it is worth it. Okay. However, when we use the word to substantiate, amen. He, he said, Luke said, the former, the, the, the former treatise have I given, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus, this is the book of Acts, both began to do and teach. It's show and tell. It's you being who you are. He said, you shall be witnesses unto me. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, unto the uttermost parts of the world. That word, that word be is the same word that Jesus used when he told the Pharisees before Abraham was, I am. Amen. In other words, I am is in you so that you can be. You're a chip. I'm not telling you you're the great I am. I'm telling you you're one with him. I'm telling you you're his offspring. I'm telling you you're his son or daughter. So what the people in your, amen. Whoo. What the people in your spheres of influence need, you is. <laughs> Hallelujah. Improper English, good, good theology. All right.
Yes, and I say distributing. With our ambassador network, uh, www.wmpambassadors.org. My cards are back there. You can get connected into this and get, I mean, just we got prayer of every, every shipment that goes out that we pray over. We've got those. We have testimonials of what's happening with them, uh, blogs of what's happening, you know, both, um, you know, domestically and internationally. So there's, there's some really neat things that you can, and if you feel a burden to, you know, if, you, if you're really into world missions, but you got so much responsibility at home, I'm telling you, five minutes a day, there are some people you can do in, you know, spare time, part time, full time, uh, you you know, you can be a blessing to God's kingdom without having to go, you know, uh, to New Paris even, right, right from your own home. So, and here's something, and I am going to close with this. It's Ezekiel's river of life, Ezekiel 47. And you see the man with the measuring line. How many of you know who he is? Jesus takes Ezekiel first out to the ankles, out to the knees, out to the loins, and then over his head. Anybody who's ever pastored a church know the over the head. <laughs> we should all know we're over our head. Without him, we can do nothing. You know what the good news is? We're not without him. But as soon as we try and get that mentality of the window shopping, go it alone and try, that's when we, that's when we get in trouble. But the beauty of it, and how many of you know that you can't get involved with everything? I'm involved with, with, we do things, I do things on a personal level with, with human trafficking, and, but I can't pour into that like we do itinerant ministry and what we do at World Missionary Press. It may not be my primary calling, but it's something that I can take time and, you know, donate to and, and, and that I can, can do certain things. I can pray. So what I love about it is you don't need a ministry hype man. You've got the man with the measuring line. He takes you out to whatever level involvement. Amen that God calls you to. And that's all I ask you today. Just, just let the man with the measuring line just show you whatever level of involvement he would have you to, you know, to participate. I, I believe that's powerful. And the overarching new covenant principle of all that is where was the river flowing from? It was flowing from under the threshold of the door. Who's the door? Jesus. Who's one with Jesus? We are. Who's the temple? We are out of your belly. Water out of the rock. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And the beauty of it. So all of us together, there's, there's such a river that the, the corporate flow is so powerful. And something else, just a little, this, this is free. This is just extra. Something else about the river is if you're in a river, you're never in the same water twice. It's always fresh. Let me tell you, something, there's always fresh opportunity for you to know who you are in the mirror and to be that. There's always a fresh opportunity. You may have missed the previous one. You may have been window shopping instead of mirror gazing, but, but there's always fresh opportunities. There's fresh opportunities today with your husband, your wife, with, with, you know, tomorrow at work, when we begin to see, I mean, how much, you know, God loves people and how full of God we really are and how we're created in his image and his likeness and how he wants his sons and daughters to, how many of you like when your kids look like you and act like you most of the time <laughs> when they're doing good? You absolutely love it. Okay. 
I mean, we have, the, whenever a baby's born, people have a little bad, oh, do look more like the mom or the dad. Because there's something about image. There's something about identity. There's something about somebody looking like us that's special, isn't it? Amen. Why? Because we're creating his image and his likeness. So he wants his kids to see who they really are in the mirror of the word. He wants people, unreached people, people everywhere, amen, to see who they are in the mirror. And for his kids that have been, that have been awakened to that for years and years and years, to come to a fresh revelation of who they are in Christ. Can, can I pray over you? Amen. Father, I just, I just thank you for your blessing upon this wonderful congregation, God, upon this pastor, upon the, the leadership of this church. We just thank you for every member, God. We thank you that each one is a joint of supply. Help them, Lord, to see their preciousness to you in the mirror of the word, to see one another's preciousness. That's, that's the true essence of the prophetic, is seeing the, the true essence, the beauty of another through the mirror of the word, through the eyes of the Lord Jesus Christ, through the love and heart of the Father. So right now, would you just raise your hands and, and we're not working anything up, but I just, I just want you to just drink. Just drink, just rest. Just rest in the presence. Just rest. Just drink. Just thank him for who you are. If you're going to repent, repent for window shopping. Repent for doubting your truest identity. Metanoia is having a change of mind. Lord, I'm beautiful because of you. There's not another on this earth that looks quite like me. I'm a specific representation of your beauty and of your glory that is matchless and you are that big that you can be manifest through so many different faces. Oh Lord, help us to see man created in the image of God. Help us to bring people to a knowledge of their truest identity. God, I thank you for calling for the mindsets coming up higher to throne room realities, Father. Lord, I thank you for a people who flow, a people who flow like never before in the Holy Ghost. Oh, we rest in your glory. We drink of your presence. Oh, we thank you. We thank you for the beauty of Jesus. Thank you. Jesus, you see.